Hello, good evening, people of God. God bless you so much for staying tuned from Friday even until now. Today is the final um, session of the first episode of the Pastoral Ethics. And um, we have been through a journey. And I believe that from Friday even to now, you have been a blessing through the simple teachings. Hallelujah. This morning, I said something to my broadcast um, list. And I told them that I have been serving and I've been following for a very long time. And I have detected two things that lead to um, the exhibition of bad assistance. Number one is that followers or assistants do not know what to do when they are following. And number two, leaders always assume that followers or assistants know what they are supposed to do. So it creates a very big gap and uh, it leads to what we um, normally call rebelliousness and uh, disloyalty and other things. So, like I said on Friday, that every organization or organism rises and falls on leadership. Okay? So, in the long run, you realize or we will realize that somebody didn't get some information right. Okay? So, we must be um, very, very careful the way we, 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 we assume things. Because sometimes... A follower will be following or an assistant to be following a leader and he or she doesn't know what he's supposed to do and when they don't do anything they are tagged as rebellious people and they are tagged as people who are disloyal but I think that it is high time that we teach our people it's high time that followers get to know what they are supposed to do hallelujah so I think um, yesterday I spoke about um, um, the ethics of the assistant or ethics of the follower and I made mention of some few things I also taught on how to create friendship between the head or the senior minister and the follower and I also spoke about the ethics of the head what the head is supposed to do or what the senior minister is supposed to do because a lot of people a lot of ministries has gone down because of some unethical practices of the head Hallelujah. So I've spoken about that in my previous uh, session. And uh, uh, yesterday I also spoke about the ethics of the assistant. And I narrowed down to uh, what an assistant is supposed to do. So I mentioned some few things. And I believe that if you visit my earlier broadcast, you know a lot of that. Hallelujah. We should not just leave things in vacuum, thinking that everything is okay. It is time to teach. It is time to learn. And let me tell you something. In ministry, you are expected to learn. There are a lot of things that followers and even head are supposed to learn in order to make the ministry more fruitful. And one thing that I've come to realize is that it's not easy. It's not easy to form a team. And when you form a team also, it is not easy to sustain or to maintain it. That is why we must know the things to do to do what? Keep a team. And I think three days ago, I spoke about how to keep a team. And that is what I spoke when I said that how to create friendship in ministry. And I spoke about 
the head must accept his people. Number two, I spoke about the head must eat with his people. I spoke about the head must travel with his people. I spoke about the head must pray with his people. I, I spoke about the head must, must um, um, wait on God with his people. Are you getting me? So all these things, it creates some bonding and friendship between the head and the team. Are you getting me? Now, one of the conquests that we have seen in our present day ministry is a breaking of the team. When a team is broken, it's very difficult to build it back. So if you are graced to have a team, a formidable team, this teaching will help us to be able to uh, keep them and to sustain them. Now, today we are just going straight to the point and I want you to, to get ready. I'm about to hit upon some serious things. And these things will help every head pastor and every pastor or a branch pastor to know the people or the, the, the assistants that uh, cannot be trusted. Hallelujah. And these things will reveal a lot of things to us all. If you're not a leader today, you'll be a leader tomorrow. Because every leader eventually, every follower eventually becomes a leader. Hallelujah. So get ready. Um, pick your book, your pen by your side. And let's begin this journey. Hallelujah. Pick your book and your... Can we say a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this session. We pray that you have your way, take your place, inspire as teachers, give us the eye to see and the ears to hear. And oh God, we pray that as this uh, is the final session of the episode, we will have more blessed and more formidable team because together we stand, divided we fall in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, so. I want to just go straight to the point and I believe that you have your pen and your paper by you to put down some very important things. Hallelujah. Now, things to take note of. Okay? Things to take note of to be able to detect bad assistance. Number one. Number one. Number one. A bad assistant is one who, when things go wrong, is quick to say, I knew all along that this will not work. Hello? A bad assistant is the one that in the team, when you are in the team, a lot of you are there, and when things go wrong, he or she is quick to say that I knew that this thing will not work. So, you know, and you are, you are quiet. And now that there's a shipwreck, I know all this while, and he'll be telling the other team members, and sometimes even the leaders and even the members, I know that this, Master, when you begin to hear those things, know that that guy, that lady is a suspect. Hallelujah. Number two, a bad assistant, or the, the way to notice a bad assistant is when you come up with a suggestion. 
new ideas or vision, a bad assistant has no comment to make, either good or bad. Hallelujah. Silence is often indicative. Indic is, is often indicative of someone who is not in full agreement. Hallelujah. So there are people that are not in full ag agreement. When a suggestion is made, they are always quiet. You can talk, you can you can shout, you can make suggestions, whether good or bad, they will not talk, they will just be looking at you. When you begin to see such traits in an assistant, begin to suspect them. It is a sign of a bad assistant. Hallelujah. They will not make any comments. Are you getting me? So there are some assistants, they will make comments, but sometimes it will go against the leader's suggestion. Even that one is very, that person is a very good person because at the end of the day, he's trying to bring something on board. But there are some people, they will never bring anything on board and they will keep on, they will keep on silence until something happens. And they begin to say, I knew that this thing will not work. Hallelujah. Now, number three, they are often thinking, I would be a better head if I had a chance. Anytime they are in the church, anytime the head pastor is preaching, anytime the head pastor is invited, anytime the head pastor is doing something, a bad assistant will say that if it were to be me, I would have done great. If it were to be me, I would have, I would have preached better. I would have prophesied better. If you begin to see these things in your assistant, begin to know that you are dealing with an Absalom. You are dealing with a Lucifer. Hallelujah. So please, these are some of the things. Number four, a bad assistants are people who see fault in most of the things that the pastor does. Anything the head pastor does, a bad assistant to quickly find fault in it. Ah, he could have done this. He should have done that. It is, you see, when you begin to see those things, it's a source. That person is a suspect. Hallelujah. So there are a lot of things that goes on, and you need to be able to understand that 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 that, that it is not only by prayer. If you are privileged, that God shows them to you through prayer, fine. But if not, bad assistants are people that they find fault in everything. If you are building, they will find fault with it. If you buy a land, they will find fault with the land. If you marry, you do find fault with your wife and bad assistant always i'm talking about always find fault in the things that the head pastor is doing anytime you detect these things please it is a sign that you are dealing with a bad assistant am i communicating to somebody hallelujah so number what one two three four five six okay number six some members of the flock seem to find their way to this bad assistant with complaint often they say he is more approachable than the head pastor Watch out for this so-called approachable assistant. There are some assistants. Eh? Anytime a, a, a normal a church member rises up, they are the very people that they go to. And they, you, you hear things circulating in the church that as for this pastor, he's more approachable than the head pastor. Such person be, be very uh, careful about because that's the spirit of Absalom. Absalom was standing at the gate of the palace and anybody that comes, he tells the person that I am more approachable. He tells the person that I am a good judge. When you begin to see these things, please, that person is a suspect. Know your men. I, I get to meet somebody. So they are dangerous sons. Nana, Prophet Nana Debra laughed and said that Bishop, they are called dangerous sons. It is true. They are very dangerous. There are the people that take all the complaints. The church members feel so comfortable telling them everything, complaining to them, telling them everything. Please, when you begin to see these people in your team, you see, the reason why this teaching is very important that today you are a follower, but tomorrow you'll be a leader. And this thing will help you to be able to understand. Uh, 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 Brother Samuel Yurechi, 
says that such assistant is demons. Yeah, that is the spirit of the Lucifer. Okay, so such assistants are demons, and we need to understand that. That is it. Okay, so number seven, number seven, they do not clap, they will not smile, they will not say amen. Okay, they will not do all those things. They will not shout or laugh when the head pastor is preaching. That 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 is the sign of a bad assistant. Whenever you are preaching powerfully, everybody is upstanding in the name of and they are receiving. As for the bad assistant, you'll be like, Ali Chekanpe. Okay, so when you begin to see those things, begin to know that you are dealing with a very what a bad. They will never say amen. When people are shouting and they are receiving, they will not say anything, they'll just sit down quietly looking at you marking you like some judge from a country i don't want to mention hallelujah so please i'm just mentioning them quickly because time is not on our side so when you see these things begin to know that you are dealing with what a bad assistant now number number seven they do not flow with the general mood of the congregation when everybody is laughing they will be quiet they will be they, they will have a front face when everybody is serious they begin to do movement and you see they don't flow with the mood of the congregation hallelujah when everybody is laughing the bad assistant does not laugh on the good day he may afford a faint smile when he's feeling good small you afford some faint smile or oh, your suspect suspect you know. hallelujah Bob. okay when everybody is exclaiming in agreement he may give a diplomatic nod you know, you'll be like this. Mm -hmm. Okay. When everybody is shouting and receiving, you will be some in the diplomatic mood. When you begin to see these things, I beg, you are dealing with another Absalom in the making. Very soon, such a person will betray you. Hallelujah. So detect them, know your man. When everybody's hands is up, when everybody's hands is raised, he lifts up only one hand. You see, these bad assistants are simply not as impressed as the rest of the church. They are not impressed. When everybody is saying, come on, lift up your hands. The bad assistant will be like, you know, very diplomatic. Please, these signs, maybe you can pray for 40 years, you will not see them. But just by knowledge, you'll be able to make meaning out of these things. Hallelujah, power. And I believe that it's going to bless a lot of people. Number eight. Number eight. They are not happy at the blessing of their pastor. When their pastor gets a car, when somebody blesses their pastor with a car, they will be angry. When their pastor buys a new shoe, they will say that, mm, this one, they're in a church money. When their pastor goes for a new haircut, they will say, ah, this one. They are not happy at the blessing of their pastor. When their, blessing, when their pastor gets supposed to travel to America for the first time, they will say that this one, Nabi Connection. Please, those assistants are suspect people. Those followers are such, they are not happy at your, the, your blessing. As for them alone, be working on the floor with them. To them alone, never ever travel outside. To them alone, don't get anything like invitation. To them alone, they don't understand why you should be on the billboard with the great man of God. Such an assistant is a bad one. Suspect that they, 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 are, they, they, they are betrayer personified. Are you getting me somebody? So you detect them by this thing. They are not happy at the blessing of the head pastor at all. So please, you that you are watching me, I know that God is going to make you great. I know that God is going to put you at the front line. I know that you are a trailblazer in your generation. I know that you are about to be a pace setter in your generation. I know you are leader in the making. But are you getting me? These things, you must understand them. Know them. Put them down. 
There are things you don't need to go and waste of time pray about. Pray about better things. But this one are things to give you signs to detect a bad assistant or to detect a, 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 this thing, a, 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 a bad follower. Hallelujah. Prophet Nana Debra is saying that a dangerous one as a matter of fact. It is true. And, 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 and Apostle, Apostle Frederick Adashi, all the way from America, Arizona, is saying that, hmm, it's a very important thing. It's very these issues are very important, and we need to do what we need to address them. Hallelujah. Now, number number nine. They constantly okay. Let's read John chapter twelve. John chapter twelve. Let's read John chapter twelve, the verse number three, and let's look at how unhappy some people are at the blessing of their father. If you have a please, John chapter twelve, the verse number three to five. Apostle, Apostle um, Patrick is with me. He will take the reading of the word right now, please. Uh -huh. John chapter... John chapter 12, the verse number 3. John chapter 12, verse 3. Yeah. Then took Mary... Then took Mary... A pound of ointment... A pound of ointment... Of... Spagnard... Of Spagnard, yeah? Very costly. It was very costly. And anointed the feet of Jesus. And this Mary anointed the feet of Jesus. And wiped his feet with. And he wiped the feet of Jesus with the hair. Yeah. Okay. And the house was filled. And the house was filled with the odor of the. With the odor of the ointment. Continue for me. Then, then, then says one of his disciples. Then says one of. The disciples Judas Iscariot, Judas Iscariot Simon's son, Simon son, we should betray him. We should betray him. Why was not this ointment? Why sold? was not this ointment sold to be given to the poor? Are you getting me? So you see, why is it that the very person that was was having issue with with the blessing of the master, he was the same person that betrayed the master? So you see, most often the people that have issue with the blessing of their spiritual father. The people that have issue with the blessing of their fathers in the ministry or their mentors, they mostly at the end of their life betray them. So this is a clear sign of a son or a daughter that is about to betray you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Am I communicating to somebody online? Okay. So please, let's begin to take note of these things. It will help us a lot. When you see those signs, that is why I say, Jesus Christ, I believe that saw all those signs. He saw all those signs. And he even, he even prophesied about it. Okay? So there are some signs in the prophetic arena. When you are prophesying, there are some signs that you need to look at. When you see them, it can aid you to prophesy. Hallelujah. For example, there are some times when you enter into a prophetic atmosphere. You see a man wearing, or a woman wearing white, white, and white, white. It can be a sign of jubilation. So there are signs in the spirit that when you see, you can detect or you can tell where this person is going from. When somebody comes close to you, there are some signs that when they put across, you can know that this person is becoming a general in the ministry or a general in business or an apostle in the business arena. Are you getting with somebody? So these signs helps you to be able to detect. Please, this is I'm talking about, it can, you can use it for your personal life. The people around you. When they are not happy about the, your blessing, when you get a car, they have issue. When you get a house, they have issue. They don't understand why you are young and you are you 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 you, you are building things. I have a friend. I have a friend, very young. I'm older than he, uh, him. As I'm talking, he has he is not married yet, but he has containers even for the future wife. He has he has he has you know he has good things that I don't even have. But when I hear about those things, I jubilate with him. 
Why? Because God is blessing him. Okay? So anytime you see a follower who is not happy about the blessing of the master, that follower is a betrayer. Just like Judas was having issue with the ointment that was poured on the feet of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, let's continue. Number, okay, the next one. You can, they constantly, bad assistant, they constantly have thought flashing through their minds about leaving the church. It is constant. Anytime you meet them, they want to leave the church. Anytime you leave, they want to leave you. Anytime they have constantly have thought in their mind. You know something? Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Am I communicating somebody? So these people, but they, according to the teaching, they constantly, not the word constantly. Okay? There are people that they don't constantly want to, but at the in, in, in the sphere of their life, they begin to have the leading. That is a difference I'm talking about. But I'm talking about people that from the constantly they want to leave you. They just want a, a, a way of exit to leave you. Those people, every day they have thought flashing through their mind to leave the church. Thought flashing through their mind to leave the church. Okay? These people are suspect. Let me give you a scenario. I completed university in the year 2013. After that, I went to um, uh, follow a man of God in Kumasi, a major prophet, Jay Gabriel Apia. When I was with him, my heart, I knew I wanted to be with this man and to do ministry. I knew I wanted to be with that man to do ministry. I I always say that I, will, I would love to do ministry for Fountain Gate Chapel. Okay, But it got to a time where destiny called. It got to a time when leadership was there. It got to a time when I knew and, 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 and God began to God began to speak through his servant, the prophet. And God began to reveal things, including the name of the ministry to me. And I remember, I quite remember one day, I went to a prophetic meeting. I went to give a seat at the altar. And when I was about to sit down, when I was about to sit down, even the church that I went to, the, the pastor is online right now. His name is Sylvester Abuachi. He's watching right now. His, his church is at Nanyano Kaswa. So when I went to give the offering, I was returning back to my seat. And the prophet called me and said, man, who are you? I said, I'm a pastor. He asked me, pastor of, I said, pastor of Fountain Gate Chapel. In fact, I lied. And he said, no, listen to me. I have prophesied over the years. You are not a pastor of Fountain Gate Chapel. I have seen in the realm of the spirit that you are, God has given you a, a one room. Mean, meaning that God has given you your own ministry. The pastor is online. His name is Bishop Sylvester Abwaje, a very anointed man of God, watching us all the way from the United States of Kaswa. God bless you, man of God, for contact. So, you know, all the events that happened were, taught, in fact, brought it clear that I was about to leave Fountain Gate Chapel. But I wasn't having something in my heart or in my mind that I must leave them even when I've not seen any sign. Hallelujah. And that is why I went through all the process. I wrote a letter to my church. Two weeks later, they called me. They asked me some questions. They prayed for me and they released me to do ministry. When they released me, the following week, I just started ministry. Okay? And I'm, I can tell you on authority, if Fountain Gate did not release me, I wouldn't have started SPA by now. They released me and I started it. Are you getting me? So, there is a realm like that where God wants somebody to start something. And it happens and the move comes are you getting me so that is not rebellious thing that is leadership but these people i'm talking about they are constantly thinking of leaving the church even though they have not seen any sign am i communicating okay now they 
the one of the ways to also notice bad assistant is that not they notice people who do not make any extra effort outside their specified duties they will not make any extra effort when you see them suspend them why because for example they are they are supposed to make sure that um, the puppet is cleaned when they go to the chair they clean the puppet and they sat down even though the chairs were not arranged and when you ask them they'll say it's not part of my duty meanwhile a minute after the church is about to start when you see those kind of signs okay i've done my part i'll not do anything again i've done this i'll not do anything again. meanwhile there's nobody to do that please those people they, it is a sign of a bad assistant like yesterday i was saying i said that when i was in kumasi in at a uh, uh, portes cathedral i am mentioning the name of the church so that you can go and ask when i was there eh, i sweep the church it was not part of my it was not like a designated duty but because i am around that thing man, i can sweep the church i will arrange the chairs i will preach to the people i will take offering i will bless them i will arrange the chairs back close the church and now go and sleep one man alone okay now one thing a bad assistant dude said that okay let me just sweep the church and sit down the members who come see that nobody is there because I, I, on that day the senior bishop uh, prophet uh appear had traveled to do a program and 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 and, and, and my other colleague wasn't around and i'm ready to take everything and do it okay so that is a sign of a good assistant but a bad assistant will say that i've done mine when the members come and ask where is bishop mm, master go in other words i don't know where he's going to okay so please let's let's be able to detect those things hallelujah okay okay so i hope you have enjoyed i hope you have enjoyed what we are saying i hope i hope we are, we are learning something okay i hope you are learning something this one is deep i don't want to say it all but you see when you have a team member or you have an assistant whose wife is troublesome you can believe that that person can leave you if he is not standing strong because you know sometimes after preaching as for him he will not talk but the wife will be like okay say oh no no okay say any okay so you see as as much as the information enters your head you begin to be what corrupted hallelujah you begin to be corrupted so one of the signs to see an assistant that will will fight you is the one with a bad wife <laughs> yeah this may not sound okay but you can mark it down maybe one day you will need it hallelujah yeah okay i have listen there are wives that have made men to leave their spiritual covering god the wives think that this man is not fit enough they may even say master i have been to i have been to excuse me to say this but i have been to a season of my of my life where let me not say this online let me not say this online but you see there are a lot of things that your spiritual father can do and your wife will have issue with it but he is still your spiritual father he is still your spiritual covering okay okay so please according to my producer i have some 30 minutes left so because of let, let's launch into something quickly as well i'm done with the signs of a bad minister hallelujah the signs of a bad uh, assistant okay so let's quickly go to something 
different. I'm going to talk about ethics for the church service. Ethics for the church service. Please, sometimes when I watch television and I see the things that goes on in the church, I'm like, really? Oh, wow. You see, it's not about only about the anointing. Because we are all anointed, though. We are all anointed. Anointing is upon our head. I have many anointed people over here. Okay? I have Pastor Nana over here, very anointed young man. I have Apostle Patrick over here, very anointed. Prayer Sota. I have Apostle New Lab over here, very anointed. We are anointed. But you see, you need ethics. In other words, you need a way of life to make things presentable. Okay? Bible says something. It said that men look at their outward appearance, but God looks in the heart. There are people that before they even stay, they will look at the outward things, the way the service goes. The way the service goes. Recently, I think yesterday also, I was speaking to one of my sons who is currently in Kumase, but is, uh, has visited Accra. And he has joined a lighthouse church over there. And he was telling me, he said, the air condition and the song ministration alone will make you stay in the church. Master, don't tell me that the anointing is enough. You can carry, most anointed churches are not even really on air. Because they are in the villages. Most anointed churches are in the villages. When you come to Accra, it is Jollof churches. Most of them, not all of them. Hallelujah. <laughs> are you getting me somebody? So please, there are some things that you must know. In order to have a very good church service. Hallelujah. When not ministering yourself, practice certain basic standards of behavior. If not, you may intimidate the preacher by your uninvolved attitude. You might also fall into category of know-it-all person. You must therefore consciously and visibly avoid giving that impression. So let's look at some things. So the things I'm about to mention, they are, they are practices. These practices are strongly recommended in the church. It's strongly recommended. You can be led by the Spirit, fine. But these things added to it, it will bless you. Okay? Number one, Number one. Number one. When you go to church, I'm talking about ethics for the church service. Ethics for the church service. When you go to church, arrive on time for the church service or meeting. <laughs> arrive what? Arrive on time. Especially the assistant pastor or the, the followers. Arrive on time. You are not a common member. You are not a common floor member. Arrive on time. Listen. Whatever people see, they practice. Observation is the greatest teacher. When you observe, they be you become. What you look up to, you become. Hello? So please, the ethics for church arrive in church on time. Don't say you are the ogre. Don't say that you are you are the model of you are the boss. No. Please arrive in church on time. Okay? So be dressed formally and appropriately for the occasion. Otherwise, the pastor ministry may think that you do not regard this ministration as important. It's very important. For example, an assistant pastor will come to you with in a nika, in a nika, and then wearing some uh, 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 basketball top. On top of it is written Michael Jordan. Please, it means that you, you are not taking the service serious. Even if it is two minutes meeting, dress appropriately. Hello? Dress what? Appropriately. 
dress appropriate. Don't take every service for granted. And don't forget, church is not just an organization. It's an organism. It is a living thing. Why? Because the Spirit of God is there. The Spirit of God is there. So within two minutes, somebody's life can change. Don't dress inappropriately to church, assistant, pastor, follower, bishop. Don't dress inappropriately. Dress good. Okay? Even for this broadcast, if I tell you the number of minutes we used to dress me, they used to dress me today, it was not easy. I need to change dresses just to come to what? My August audience watching me online. So you cannot enter church and dress just like that. Are you getting me somebody? It's very important. This one will help your ministry. There are people there, eh, when they visit your church, the way your leaders, especially the people in front are dressed, determines whether they will stay or not. And it also determines if it is a serial church or not. For example, you cannot enter into Archbishop Church and the people at the front row are just wearing anything. No. No. When you start, please, if you have not started, start your front row. If the people are not wearing something presentable, let them sit at the back. Because they, they, they can even leave you. Okay, so be a very firm leader, be a very firm shepherd. Stand, let them dress appropriately. In my church, sometimes when you are not wearing suits as part of my leaders, you don't sit at the front row. Yeah, the fact that I'm a ghetto preacher doesn't mean that my church should just be just like that. No, you came for God to change you. So when you come, you must be informed to change. So there are people, if you come to my church, I therefore I tell them, make sure next week you wear suits. Make sure next week you wear this. It's very important because the church is a serious place. It's a serious place to be. Now, number two, practice that is strongly recommended for church service. Number two, be, be a participator in worship and not a spectator. When worship is going on, don't come and tell me that you are too busy to worship God. When worship is going on, be a participator. That is not the time to be watching things around as if you are about to steal somebody's phone. Hello? So, these are strongly recommended. Be part of the worship session. Be part. Stop behaving as if Please, it's, it's, it's a worship unto God. I told my church, I said, worship meetings are more important than preaching time. Why? Because for preaching, I am preaching to human beings. I cannot preach to God. But for worship, you are worshiping God. And that is where honor must be given to whom honor is due. So in the time of worship, you don't take it for granted. It is the time to enthrone the king of glory. Hallelujah. When observe these things are recommended strongly for a church service. Please, am I communicating to somebody? Okay. Now, number four. Number four. Okay, number three, right? Number three, okay. Receive eagerly the message that is being delivered by someone else. Receive what? Eagerly the message. What's that? Say, who preached here? Who is spiritus? When somebody is preaching, you think that you know it or so you sit down or God, you don't even write, you don't, you, you don't do anything. Please, it is a bad practice in church. When you go to church, pick your pen, pick your paper. One day you become a preacher, you need information. I have information on Pastor Clement and Chaba. When you come to my church office, I have diaries, a lot of his messages. I was writing them. When I was in Upper West Region in UDS, I preached most of his messages. Why? Because I wrote them down. 
There's a saying that the smallest pain is powerful than the strongest memory. Hallelujah. So put something down. When, when you are in church, don't behave as if you know it all. Be part of the service. Be part of what? The service. Hallelujah. I hope I'm, I'm helping somebody. Okay? Visibly show interest and approval of all that is going on. Don't be indifferent. Be part of the service. Listen to the service. Are you getting me? These are highly and strongly recommended for church services. If your church, the people are not doing that, please teach them. Because most of the followers don't know. The followers don't know. I am telling you. In my church, in my church, a lot of people, because we most of us are from the ghetto, a lot of them don't know anything. They don't know how to even dress to church, most of them. You need to tell them, Master, wear suits, put on tie. Recently, I brought out every dress that I have, including my suspenders and tie. I shared it to all of them. I said, next week, wear them. Because the truth is that some of them don't know. So teach it. Let them know. Let them understand what is going on. And it will be a blessing unto you. People don't know until you teach them. Whatever you teach in your church becomes a seed in the church. And it will by all means grow. That is why Bishop that preached leadership and has a lot of pastors. Where Oedepo preaches wisdom and go. He has a lot of money. He preaches prosperity. He has a lot of money. Mugus. Whatever you preach in your church, it is a seed that will grow. Hallelujah. So preach it. Preach good dressing. Preach good gas. Preach salvation. Preach prosperity if you want to see it in your church. Hallelujah. Now, number four. Come to church with the Bible. Enough of the iPad, enough of the iPhone, enough of the phone things. It is good, I understand. But you know something? There is something called update. And a lot of people that are handling our technological system are unbelievers. When they rise up in a day, they can, they can update your phone. Meanwhile, in Revelation, they say that don't add anything and don't take anything out. They will add and take. I have seen on phone where there are different different codes to different scriptures. And it's very, it's very serious. So you see, buy a Bible. Read your Bible. But it is not bad having your phone and your Bible. It is fine. It is no issue with it. But consciously take Bible to your church. Especially if you are following a man of God, take it. It is very important because you need to mark some things. You need to make some notes. You need to do some things. It will help you a lot. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so number five. Take note throughout sermon, even if you know the subject already. You can know all the subject of Holy Ghost. When a preacher is preaching on Holy Ghost, write something. You can know all the quotations of prosperity. When you see, there is something about Bible, and there's something about scripture, and there's something about preaching. Eh? Smith Wigglesworth saw something many years ago. He said, There is always a scripture behind the scriptures. That is why John 3 16, we have not finished exhorting it yet. Exhausting it yet. Anytime we preach, we get to revelation. So it doesn't matter the subject matter. Write something that there is something that the Holy Ghost can drop into your spirit, and it will be the turning point of your life. So anytime you go to church, please take note. Hallelujah. Number six, say amen and give other encouraging remarks during sermon whenever appropriate. And the underlying word is whenever appropriate. Not Odi, Odi, shine, come. Odi, Odi, in the name of you are encouraging your pastor. Please, sometimes that one is too local. You see, yesterday I said that the Bible said in the, Bible, in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 that 
the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and ye shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the world. In other words, the gospel is international. The gospel was never meant for local people. It is an international gospel. Because Bible says that it must also be preached to the uttermost part of the in other words, to the people abroad. So whenever you are behaving in the church, and I, I hate it. One day somebody did that. One, 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 one soul that we want. I was preaching and then she shouted from the back. Hey, in other words, as for this one, it is worrying somebody. Right in the church, in the service, I silenced, I said, you don't do that. Hello? You don't do that. Imagine you can do that in other places. You don't do that here in solemn presence arena. You don't do that. Please consciously correct them. After that, when we closed it, I saw her again and I said, No, something what you did was wrong. But I know you are not aware. I said it so that other people will know that what you did was wrong. So that nobody repeated it again. But I don't hate you. I love you. And I restored her back to the church. Are you getting me? So please, you can make remarks, preach, powerful. It's a word. These are things that encourages preachers. Whenever your, pre your pastor is preaching and you are there like a, an Egyptian mummy, you are discouraging him. Whenever somebody is ministering in song and you are there, just watching. Just watching. You are discouraging the person. Okay? So please, be able to involve yourself. Be able to be part of the service. Make encouraging remarks. Hallelujah. Number, no, number seven. Do not yawn. Go to sleep or bow down your head during the sermon. When your pastor is preaching, you have opened your mouth wide in the name of yawning. The only scripture that has entered into you is open your mouth wide. Please, that one does not apply to yawning. Consciously don't yawn. Have your handkerchief or have your face towel. Whenever you feel like yawning, just, just bring it down. Hallelujah. Okay, so... Um, Minister Samuel Yeji is saying that the Bible said this book of the law and not this iPad of the law by Reverend It is very true. So this book of the law shall not depart, not the iPad of the law. Are you getting something? So we always need to follow the Bible and to preach the Bible. Hallelujah. So as I was saying, you know, please don't yawn. Don't be sleepy. An assistant pastor, an associate pastor, you are yawning too much. You are sleeping. You bow down your head, please. These things are not appropriate. They are not good ethics for church services. In church, you must sit upright, be active, be writing. You know, most often, the people that sleep are the people that are not writing anything. If you like, you check the church. The people that are writing something, the people that are putting out something, they are very, they, they will never sleep because they are always, they are in tune with the spirit. You don't sleep. Please, have enough sleep. Stop doing the free night call. Have a nice sleep on Saturday. Enter into Sunday and listen. There are some when they yawn. Yesterday I was watching a TV station and I saw somebody and the camera was on the person. The person slept from beginning to the end. I said, as for this one, it's a demon. Because the message that the preacher was preaching was so touching that I couldn't move from there to the next channel. I was watching, but there was somebody in the church that please, it's either you need deliverance or you must be sad from the church. Or that one is all from God. Hallelujah. So please stop yawning. Stop sleeping. Stop bowing down your head when service is going on. It is a bad ethical practice for church services. Whenever something is going on like that in your church, consciously wake the people up. Designate an usher to wake them up. I you getting me somebody. They are going to eat. Sad them. Wake them up. Hallelujah. 
am I communicating somebody? Okay, so number eight. Unless it is important, listen to this very carefully. Unless it is important, do not get up and leave the service during the sermon. Unless it is important, do not do what? Get out. When sem se the sermon is going on, the people that are so used to it, so used to it. Let me tell you something. There are people there, they are, you see, that's why we must be very firm in the things. We must be very in tune with the Spirit of God. There are sometimes, even if you are feeling like you want to urinate, sit down for the service to go to an end. Because there is some demon that wants to take you out of your blessing. There are some declarations that belong to you. But some strange urine, some strange thought will just enter. Um, ha, ha, listen, I have been in a prophetic service where I, I, I'm prophesying. And in the midst of the prophecy, the Lord just gives me a word for somebody. I look for the person, and the person is nowhere to be found. Last time, one happened. I asked, where is this person? They said, she just left to go and buy porridge. I said, oh God. Meanwhile, my chest, my chest starts at 6, close at 8. Can't you wait and eat porridge at 9? It is demon at play. Okay? So there are some people, there are not some, most people lose their blessing because they are in a habit to leave church for nothing. When you ask them why are they living, they cannot tell you anything. And these people can be in their boyfriend and girlfriend's room fornicating to 12 a.m. But when they are in the church, just three hours, they are tired and they want to leave. God have mercy. Please, don't make it a habit. It is very unethical for church services. Okay? So please, anytime you are in church, don't, unless it is very, I'm talking about the word very important, don't stand up. Don't leave, especially if you are part of the team or if you are part of the assisting ministers. Don't leave. It, number one, it shows disrespect to God. Number two, it is dishonor to your man of God. And number three, you are a bad example. Am I communicating? Okay? Now, number nine, avoid having no it all impression on your face. Avoid having it. And I know you can prophesy that you're a pastor. And so what? So when you start prophesying, you'll be like, well, brother, down. I know one man of God. I know one friend. He was following a prophet. And the prophet was prophesying. And the, this man is an old prophet. This man, the guy was following the man of God. He was holding the oil. He began to whisper into the ears of the man of God what he also has seen. I said, hey, where did you learn this thing from? Please avoid the attitude of I know it all. No matter how much you know, you need to know something. I have come to realize that most people that don't know anything, they think they know everything. And people that know much, they always want to know more. That is why people that pray more, pray more. People that pray less, they think they are tired. Okay? So please, don't make it a habit. Always enter the house of God. Empty yourself. Lose your weight. Avail yourself. There is something that God will by all means drop into your spirit. No matter who is preaching, no matter who is leading the prayer meeting, no matter who is leading the worship, you can have the voice like Lucifer. But please, worship along. Hallelujah. I hope I'm communicating somebody today. During the preaching, smile and laugh whenever appropriate. Do not have an aloof appearance showing that you are above all that is going on. Notice in the following scriptures how the looks on a face can interfere with the ministry of an anointed prophet. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 8. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 8. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 8.
Jeremiah chapter 1 verse I hope you are there. Yeah. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse Let's go. Do not be afraid of their faces. Do not be what? Afraid of their faces. For I am with you. For I am with you. Let me tell you. It means that God even knows that the faces of people can intimidate other people. So God was telling the prophet, do not be because so there are some faces. I have been in many meetings. I've been to churches to preach. There are some faces that you see in the church. You cannot even prophesy to them. There are some you see them, you cannot you look at them and you buy even if God is telling you something, you bypass them because of their faces. So please avoid avoid no doing that. There's some people you get close to them and God is telling something, and they're like, Master I me, mean, I will bypass. I don't want you to beat me. Because your face looks like Buko Mangu that is about to strike. I will just fight you back. There are some ladies. They will be able to see I come to propose to them. Please. When you enter the house of God, be sober. Be vigilant. Are you getting me somebody? So please, please continue for me. Is that all? No. Okay. For I am with you. For I am with you. To deliver you. To deliver you. See yes, the Lord. See yes, the Lord. So do not be afraid of their faces. In other words, there are some people, their faces are fearful. Their faces are intimidating. Their faces are, excuse me to say, continue. Hallelujah. So let's go quickly to uh, the same Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 3. Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 3. Okay? Don't put on that I know it's all attitude. It is not good. It's not good. It's not good. Jeremiah chapter 5 verse 3. They were like, well fed last okay they were like well fed lastly stallation okay everyone need after his own neighbor okay shall i not punish them uh -huh. for this thing uh -huh. says the lord okay so but they so they were like you know they have put on some attitude they put on some face they were like that but they are not. Some people that do like they know it all. They don't know anything. They don't know anything. Okay? There are some people when I talk to them. They talk plenty. But I'm like, no, 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 lightweight. But they are the people that make you think that they know everything. I remember some, <laughs> some years ago, there was this particular lady that, ah, every 30 minutes she will call me and say that, let's pray. I said, hey, this lady, what's going on? Every 30 minutes, I feel like we should pray. I, I say, Master, I have something to do. At least let's pray and let's continue. I feel like we should pray. One day, I said, I want to see if this lady is really a prayer addict or is just forming around me. So I, I this time, I called for the prayer meeting. I said, let's pray. And we started. Kadush. Imranda Kadush. Imranda. One hour. We are going. Two hours. We move. By the time we are we are clocking three hours, the lady, the lady said, "Please, can I? I? I want to I want to lie down small, but I'm with you in spirit." I say, "You, you see, today you have been revealed. The, the people that think they know it all, please, it's not a good attitude. Am I communicating somebody? When you are ministering, it is important to honor certain standard expected of the minister. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, now I'm we still uh, let's mention the last." Uh, okay, my producer, how many minutes left? Ten. I'm left with 10 minutes. Okay, my producer said I'm left with 10 minutes to go off the broadcast. So let me quickly add these four, four, four ethics that we must put up in the church. Hallelujah. 
for okay i think it will still take our time it will still take our time or oh, i should continue with the four should i continue okay okay you must keep to the purpose of which the meeting is being held please in the church if it is a marriage seminar let's stick to marriage seminar things don't come and start talking about uh, keep fit and start talking about other things let's keep there are some some ministers when they are given the point to sing it is time to preach they will talk ah they will not even lead any worship again please don't do that stick to the what the purpose of the of the gathering if sunday is a preaching service stick to it if saturday is a prayer service stick to it you see it 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 it, it organizes the system and it makes people know what is about to happen hallelujah so please stick to the system unless the holy spirit want to lead you in a particular way but most often the holy ghost accepts what we have declared hallelujah so stick to the purpose of the gathering if the service is a worship and teaching do not try to introduce deliverance and healing service am i communicating if the meeting is what is is is, is teaching and worship service don't start deliverance service over there you will spoil the meeting you will distort the meeting i'm talking about ethical practices that is highly recommended for church services okay number 11 you must keep to the time stipulated for the service there are people they will talk and talk and talk and talk meanwhile they've been given only one hour they will talk for 15 minutes when it's left with 10 minutes that's when they'll start preaching please that thing has made a lot of people to lose puppets it has made a lot of anointed guys to lose puppets please in as much as possible please stick to time if you are not the head pastor of the place when you are given 30 minutes stick to 30 minutes leave that is what you have been mandated to do don't say you are led by the spirit don't forget the spirit of the prophet is subject to the word to the prophet so you can control things okay when the church tells you continue then you continue are you getting me so please in as much as possible don't tell people that the church meeting is two hours and you end up closing in five hours it is not good it is not good it will spoil your ministry it will spoil your meetings don't tell me i could do your just your soul on the so microphone meanwhile we are left with five minutes to go that is when the spirit has descended on you i beg you are a man of god you are not a fetish priest you are not a fetish priest so in as much as possible let's be able to let's be able to stick to time and we are good and let me if i invite you to my church i look at that i watch because i know something small about these things i watch you i look at you you are anointed i invited you i gave you two hours i beg stick to my two hours watch out there for 30 minutes come but so many five hours it will not work I beg you. I, I, I may not sack you, but next time it will be something uh, uh, different. I may not invite you again. Or somebody may not invite you again. So in as much as you can, yes, uh, Brother Samuel, UNG, time is very important. Time is very important. Time is very important. Are you getting me, somebody? So please, let's stick to that. Now, number 12, last but, last but one. As a visiting minister, you must arrive on time to get a feel and flow of the meeting. 
I have seen this countless and I have become I have, I have, I have been a victim of it. I pray for mercy. Please, as a visiting minister, try as much as possible to get to the place on time. Don't be don't let it be like everybody is waiting for you. It doesn't show your superiority, it only shows your indiscipline. It only shows that you are very indisciplined with time. Okay? I know sometimes you can be late for some reasons, but in as much as possible, be there on time. It speaks a lot about your ministry. It speaks a lot about your disciplined life. It speaks a lot about how you carry yourself. Time is very... As a visiting minister, going to preach in the church, to be there on time. There are some people, they can delay up to eight hours. Up to three hours. It is not good. Okay, Apostle Frederick Kadashi from United States of America, Arizona to be specific, said a timeless minister is an unorganized minister. Very true. A timeless minister is an unorganized minister. So it speaks about how an unorganized you are. So when you are invited for a church meeting, please understand that there are people over there that could have prophesied, that could have taught more than you. But grace and, and, and mercy has located you and you are being invited. Please get there on time. Oh, I know people that consciously will stay in the house and they are, they, are, they are waiting for them to be called. They are waiting to be called so that it will show that I beg you in the name of God. It just shows that you are unorganized, you are indisciplined, and you cannot be trusted. Hallelujah. Okay? But you see, like I said, there are other times that truly traffic and things uh, may cross you on the way. That is fine. But please, be, be time conscious. Okay? And God will love you for that. The pastor will love you for that. It doesn't show that you are a weak minister. The last but not the least. Should the Lord lead you during the service to pray for individuals in the congregation, do not push people down whilst ministering to them through the laying on of hands. Do not be quick to lay hands. As for me, people around me will tell you, I am not quick to lay hands. I can count the number of times I lay hands even in people's church. Words are powerful. They can do a lot of magic. They can do a lot of miracle. Don't be quick. When you are led to lay hands, be careful, especially if you are in the church of a senior man of God. If you are in the church of a, a seasoned man of God, be careful the way you are laying hands because he has already laid hands already. What are you going to lay? Preach, prophesy, minister. If you are led, be careful you are really led. Some people have attracted some Lucifer bites and serpentine bites because of laying on offense. Don't be quick to lay hands. Hallelujah. These are ethics appropriate and highly recommended for your church services. I have a lot to share with you. But, like I said, time is not on our side. And I may not be able to say everything. But I believe that this is just the first episode. The three days are the first episode. I'm believing God, God will make a way that next time I'll be available to come your way again. And you see, if this is the first time of watching this, go to my page, Stanley Soa. Watch everything. It will be a blessing unto you. Okay? And the Lord is going to bless you mightily. God bless you. I still remain your brother Stanley Soa of Stanley Soa Ministry and the lead pastor of Solemn Presence Arena where important things happen to humanity. I believe your life has never been the same. God bless you. Let me acknowledge some few people online. Let me acknowledge some few people online. I can see Apostle Frederick Kajashi all the way 
from United States of America watching us live on Facebook. God bless you, man of God. Thank you for ministering to for me uh, last year. It's, 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 it's so much a blessing to the ministry. We have never been the same. I can see uh, man of God, Nanakwe Karis Jr. God bless you, General. God bless you too. Thank you so much for connecting to the ministry. Oh, I salute my boss, Samuel Yurenji. God bless you. I salute your oil for your life of service to the great ministry of Fountain Gate Chapel. I love you and I watch you. You have taught me a lot. I can see my sister, Gifty Buame, watching all the way from the estate, Yano. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I love you, man of God, a minister, a mistress of God. I can see William Okai all the way from uh, my friend in uh, United, uh, University of Development. God bless you for watching. You have been consistent. God bless you. God promote you. And I can see Charles Yebua. God bless you for connecting. I know your life will never be the same. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people. Nana Yao, Kusi, Badum Shepherd. God bless you. A prayer man. A prayer mantra. Okay, okay, okay. I can see Prophet Stephen Victor Kobina of Fountain Gate Chapel watching. God bless. I can see Romeo S. Pablan Tamiklo. God bless you so much for connecting. I can see my Bishop, Bishop Sylvester Abwaje. God bless you. I love you, man of God. Um, love, man of God. I love, man of God. I love. Okay, Prophet Nana Deborah. God bless you so much. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I can see my brother Richmond Enim Damwa watching. God bless you. Uh, I can see uh, man of God Andrews Adote. God bless you. I love you, man of God. You are an amazing person. I can see my sister Adua Fuswa. You are also an amazing woman of God. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot of people online. Time will not fail to mention everybody, but let me mention a few. Okay, I can see Pastor Richard Atambre. Atambre, my time is gone. Atambre, watching, God bless you. I can see the Apostle General, a man season anointed in this end time, Patrick Delilah Washi, watching also here. God bless you, man of God. Okay, so uh, I will mention, uh, let, me, let me see this. I cannot, I cannot leave this man of God out. Apostle Alira of House of Zion Ministry, a great teacher and a man of God. Who teaches also in their Bible school? God bless you, man of God, for watching. I will. I'm believing God that another time I will. I will be able to come your way again in the uh, in, uh, in, in the solemn presence around our spa studio. We are in the spa studio right now, and uh, we'll be coming your way with different information and different teaching. And I believe that anytime we come your way, it's a blessing to us. It's also a blessing to your ministry and your home. God bless you and stay blessed. God bless you. The song on the background is sung by my own friend and anointed man of God, Matt Frank of Omega House. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Nana Kwame Nana Kwa Karis, for sharing the broadcast. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you for blessing somebody with the broadcast.
Okay, please. I mean, I'll, I'll come your way again by some other time, okay? But I want this with one accord. Let's pray for our nation, Ghana, as a point of contact to the other nations. Whatever you are, spend one minute. Remember Ghana, remember the world in your prayer against the COVID-19, claiming precious life, irrespective of whether they're having vision, ministry, and things. Churches have been closed down. People's spiritual life have gone down. Begin to pray, say a prayer for the nation of Ghana and for the nation of America and for the continent of the world and the nations of the world that the Lord will have mercy on us. The word of God said, by his mercies we are not consumed. May the Lord have mercy on the nations of the world. May Lord, may, the, may, may God deliver us from this pandemic. May, do, may, may God preserve us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We come against this attack from the enemy. We silence the voice of the wicked in the nations of the world. We come against and rebel against the council of the grave, against humanity in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We declare peace in the land. We declare peace in the nations. We declare peace in families in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, Holy Ghost, may you console every family who has lost people through this pandemic in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We declare safety. We declare safety. Yes. We declare safety. Jesus. We declare safety yes. in the name of Jesus Christ. We saturate the environment yes. with the blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. We, 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 we saturate the environment Jesus. with the power of the Holy Ghost. For it is Holy written yes. that the enemy shall come, oh. but like a flood, Jesus. the spirit of the living God oh, shall Lord. lift a standard against yes. them. According to the word of God, Jesus. Holy Ghost lift a standard yes. against this pandemic. Jesus. We silence it now. Yes. We halt it now. Yes. We nullify it now we twat it now by the power of the holy ghost in the name of jesus christ we stop their advancement we halt their progress in the name of jesus any man any woman that has take interest in the spreading of this pandemic right now we command the earth to open and swallow them in the name of jesus christ and we declare in the nations of the world that covid 19 we halt you COVID-19 will silence you. COVID-19 will render you harmless. In the name of Jesus Christ, the power of death will declare it void in the name of Jesus. We declare safety on our bodies. We declare safety on our bodies. We declare safety in our regions. We declare safety in the nations of the world. By the power of the Holy Ghost, we erect fire walls over the nations of the world. We activate the blood of Jesus over the covenant of the world. We activate covenant right now. The covenant that the Christian has with Jesus. We activate the covenant right now over the nations of the world. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, we call upon you in this end time. That oh God, have mercy on us. Oh God, deliver our families. Deliver our churches. Deliver the ministries. Deliver our nations. Deliver our leaders in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, have your way with 
almighty right hand uh, let every iota of this pandemic uh, be dissolved uh, in the name of Jesus Christ uh, the other day uh, you lifted up your finger and the Egyptian magician said uh, as for this one uh, it is the finger of God uh, right now uh, we activate the finger of God uh, in Africa we activate the finger of God uh, in Europe uh, we activate the finger of God uh, in Asia we activate the finger of God in the Caribbean we activate the finger of God in the Americas in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we declare boomerang against the work of the enemy we declare boomerang in the name of Jesus and now we send for prayer to every quarantine center, every isolation center. We use this medium as a point of contact into anywhere that they have been isolated. Oh God, there is a bomb in Gilead. There is a bomb in Gilead. Jehovah Rapha, visit our land. Visit our nation. Visit the quarantine centers. Anybody that will be inflicted with this sickness tonight, oh God, let there be a release of Angel Raphael for healing in the name of Jesus. Let there be an invasion from heaven, the invasion of the angels of healing in the quarantine centers for gross healing, for mass healing in the name of Jesus Christ. We declare, oh God, Anybody oh. that will be earmarked yep. to die of this COVID-19 we declare safety for we their souls. We declare healing into their yes. spirit. In the, In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We speak life into we the economy of nations. Yes. We speak life into ministry. We speak life. The enemy meant it for evil. Oh my God. But we declare life in the name we of Jesus. We declare life for God. Father, have your way. Jesus. We declare life into our educational sector. Yes. We declare life into our football yes. sectors. We declare life into, into homes. Yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Oh my God. We thank you. We bless you. We give you the glory, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the Christ. name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you so much Amen. for watching. God bless you. Father, we thank you for this broadcast. We give you the glory, we give you the adoration for bringing this to a fulfilling end in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow, my brother, Mark Frank is online. God bless you, man of God. We love your song, we love your ministry. And, 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 and I know that you are going higher and higher in the name of Jesus. God bless you, man of God. God bless you, man of God.